We're about to voice it with friend Love Tune in. Welcome to Voice It with Fran Lavoie, and I'm your host, Fran Lavoie, and I want to thank you for joining me on this Sunday, and you'll probably see this on Monday, um, for this week's edition of the podcast. Um, be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you stream podcasts. Share this, and... Yeah, you know, let's get into the conversation. Um, those of you who don't know, I'm a singer, songwriter, I'm a public servant, um, and I'm a perfectly imperfect human being, which is an easy segue into what I wanted to talk about today. It's going to be short and sweet, I hope. And um, yeah, we're just going to be talking about being honest with yourself. And I think a lot of the reason why we struggle with that is because we're trying to uphold a certain goal that is unattainable because it's not realistic. And I think we all do that in our lives and we struggle because we think that who we are, well, first of all, we don't even like who we are. And I think a lot of that has to do with societal pressure. Now, before I begin, I want you to forgive my voice. Um, I've been celebrating all weekend, certain festivities because I turned a whole nother year older and I'm grateful to God for that. And it's got me pretty reflective because I've been thinking about how I've been since the new year has started. And a lot of things have occurred that led me to this place where it's like, all right, you know, oftentimes, you know, you know where you are, you know where you want to be, and, you know, making goals, like I mentioned earlier, it's there's nothing wrong with that. But there's only something wrong when it's unattainable. And how do you know that it's unattainable? It's when it is completely outside of the norm of something that you could grasp. It's not even in the arena of what you could grasp. You know, for example, you want a brand new vehicle, you know that your car is breaking down or you just need a car in general. So you know that your certain tax bracket, financial um, capabilities, how much you can afford, there's a ceiling to what you can purchase because it's just what it is. It's not that you lack faith. It's not that, you know, you just are being negative. You're being realistic to say, if I make about 30000 a year and no one's going to gift me a free Maybach, I probably can't afford it because Maybachs are over $100,000 vehicles. So that would be an, an, attainable, an unattainable goal, you know. But if it is something that you know you can strive for, but you're just not doing it, you have to just identify the barriers and that's, you know, identifying them may be moderately difficult or very easy. Attaining them uh, or knowing them and then attaining the opposite of what those barriers are, putting them aside and clearing your path to be able to walk through. There's a lot of bumps and a lot of 
potholes along the way. So I'm not going to sit here and act like it's easy to, you know, uh, change your life or really reflect and then actually do the work. But I will say that it's worth it. And because, like I mentioned, I turned a whole new year older, shout out to me and thank you, God. It's always a time of reflection because, you know, there's a lot of people that just don't make it. And each moment I choose to be grateful. Each moment I'm definitely not perfect. And the gag is I'll never be. There is a perception that people have had about me that I think that I'm perfect or that I think I'm always right. Or I just think that, or I just walk around like I'm holier than thou. There was a period in my life where I was very, very, very into church, super into Christ. And I used, and I still use every single platform to glorify God. But with a lot of people who feel like it's hard to worship the Lord and honor him from day to day without falling into your desires, it seems like an unattainable goal. It seems impossible to do what stereotypically they believe being a believer should do. And that is unfortunate because the Bible is very clear that if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you admit that you're a sinner and you repent, and you at least try your best to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, serve the Lord with gladness, spend time with Him, and just abide by His Word. At the basis, you got to just believe that He's your Savior and Lord. And you have to make an effort to honor God with your life. God can see that you are trying, and He can see who is really applying His Word and who isn't. Besides that, that is a difficult road. But walking it perfectly, just like you making 30000 thinking you're about to buy Maybach tomorrow, is unattainable. That is a goal, perfection, that is unattainable because it's impossible. The only perfect person walking on earth was Jesus. And he came, God, in human flesh to die on the cross for our sins. So with that being said, God already knew, excuse me, he already knew, sorry, here at the big gulp, <laughs> that we would not be perfect. He already understood that. He accepted that. He accepts us as we are, which is why he loves us. And he had to send God down perfect in human flesh. He in human flesh had to come down and do what we deserved, which was die on the cross and be risen again for our sins because of the customs back then. And when you really think about the Pharisees, the religious leaders, and the Sadducees, yes, there were religious leaders in the Bible that Jesus, you know, he loved them, but they were against Jesus because they felt like, man, who does this come in here shaking the table? We don't like him. And, you know, once again, you know, being religious is following a set of rules to a T in order to be justified. But having a relationship with God is saying that because you love God so much, you're willing to live for him. Kind of like something that you love so much that you're willing to sacrifice for it. It's the same thing. But God knows our hearts. He knows our dispositions. And he knows 
that sin is very attractive and addicting. So with that being said, he's aware that there's a journey and there's a battle that you must face. So having clear attainable goals, having a unrealistic goal in our spiritual walk is perfection. Saying that we'll never sin, we'll never fall short. There is, however, a way that we can be real with ourselves and figure out where we are in our spiritual walk to determine what we need to do in the Lord, according to the scriptures, in order and, and just according practical ways to help us become more holy. That is, if we're willing to give up certain things and add on certain things, we have to first do a baseline assessment. Okay, and that is a part of being real. That way, if you have a goal to follow Christ and to live for him, you can have a positive, attainable outcome of saying, though I may not be perfect, I know where I stand. I know my spiritual like health assessment. I know the results of it. And I do these reflections and these checkups often to see my progress. And I know that this is a marathon and not a race. And God sees it as a marathon. There's so many scriptures in the Bible where he indicates that it is a marathon. And he is right there training you and going belongs alongside you, picking you up when you fall, waiting for you at the gate when you, when you quit, welcoming you back when you decide to come on back and run the race again. And to be honest, I often struggle with that because society in the church makes you feel like once you've repented of a sin and once you do the right things and, you know, turn away and do all these things, you are setting yourself up to achieve these goals, to achieve what you believe is attainable, which is I'm never going to sin in this area no more. You may sin less and you may just forego the desire to something altogether. But there are some things that are a thorn at your side. And if you're trying to act like they're not there and you know that they are, then you're not being honest, which is what I posed at the beginning. You know, we have to be honest with ourselves. And there's a scripture in Romans chapter 12, verse 3 where it says, and this is the NLT version, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Do not think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Um, and it first off, it starts with an evaluation, a checkup list. You know, I'm in healthcare, so... I do a lot of health assessments. I do a lot of admissions when patients come to the floor or to the hospital or to the clinics, whichever setting I'm working in that day. And I, they need to be honest because if they're not honest with me and I'm asking them clear questions about their health, what they ate, how their diet is, this, then the third, they're going to be leaving a lot of important information out and they're going to be pretty much falsifying things 
and I'm not able to help. Now, the most important thing about self-evaluation is oftentimes we can fool people, but we can't fool God. So it's easy to mask things. Like I said, in healthcare, you know, there's certain things you can't see when looking at a person that they may be struggling with and they may be battling health-wise unless they say something. And if you're not doing a proper investigation, taking complete labs, asking questions, looking at different health habits, you will just have a slight scratch of the surface of what's really going on with a person. And even then they still won't be honest, but certain things do not lie. For instance, I, you know, being in healthcare, patients can sit here and tell you, oh, you know, my diet's under control. You know, I don't have any issues with my weight and my blood sugar is okay. And I, my blood pressure is fine. And you're saying, okay, cool. You can look at a person and see if they have a weight issue or not based on their height, their stature. You can take a person's vitals and then see whether or not they have high blood pressure. They might've been sitting for a while. So the blood pressure has no reason to be high. Their heart rate has no reason to be elevated or that low, unless there's something underlying going on. I can do a blood sugar check and see, okay, when's the last time you ate? You said you hadn't eaten at all today? Oh, your blood sugar is over 200. And that's a fasting blood sugar, meaning you haven't eaten anything and it's above a normal um, range. Those things are easy after you investigate to say, hmm, there is something up and this person is not honest in their self-evaluation or they're just simply unaware or unaffected by what is going on, just oblivious to the fact that this could be something serious. Now, ignorance is bliss. If that's the case, then, you know, educating people is all you can do. And God has clauses for that in his word with people. If they just don't know and they don't understand that something is is spiritually corruptive or ungodly and they come to know the lord and want to do right by him if they didn't know that something was a sin and that god wasn't pleased with it and now they want to serve and please god then it's all about educating a person and it's really up to the person as it is to all of us to make the change or make attempts towards it now if you do know and you're in denial then there's a lot of analysis that has to go into why you're in denial. Do you think that you can overcome these things on your own? Do you think that, you know, it's manageable, like you can function with it? Um, what I previously said, sometimes people know something's wrong and they just simply are like, it's not that bad right now, so I guess I can deal with it, which kind of combines the both you're functioning with something. Or sometimes people just aren't honest and they know and they're just refusing to um, deal with the issue. You know, um, that goes beyond functional because what that means is, is that you know that this, this is beyond function. 
you're functioning in it, but you're declining at the same time. Excuse me. A lot of times when people are, for example, functioning alcoholics, they can have two or three drinks and they've learned to drive home and stay alert. They've learned to maintain their composure and get things done, even though they are in a state of drunkenness um, and people just be knowing how to hold their liquor. You know, and they may be a little woozy, a little tippy, tipsy, but they're getting the job done. I'm saying you're completely out of control. You're completely unhinged and severely under the influence to the point where you can't function, but you're trying to say that, you know, it's okay. And that is the effect of not doing a true, honest evaluation of self. For me, turning a new age, I've had to do an evaluation. You know, today was a beautiful day, um, a little dreary, but not allowing anything to affect me. Um, I had to, over the past couple of months, coming up on my birthday, really get to a place psychologically and spiritually and admit not that I was trying to deny it. Some people have a pride in it and they know something's up, like I'm mentioning, and they're just trying to ignore it or make it seem like it's something else. No, being honest with myself, I'm fully aware that I have certain struggles that have been with me for years. And, and self-evaluation is saying, you know, I could put push this away. I could turn this off i could say no to this but i enjoy this and i'm not talking about sex hardcore stuff hardcore drugs but there are certain things that i know aren't pleasing to god that i know that i could do better in i know that i could be better at but i'm just you know falling into it and it could be as simple as lying. It could be, and lying is not simple. I'm not saying lying is simple. Lying can be very complex. But a lot of people kind of tier certain sins. Like, okay, tier one is white lies, you know, you know, gluttony. Some people don't even think gluttony is a big thing. Then you have the second tier, which might be like, stealing from the store, you know, whatever it is. And then you have third tier where it's like a list of drugs, murdering, you know. People have and section out sin. And God is like, sin is sin, you know. Whatever you choose to habitually do, that's unhealthy to your spirit. And I've mentioned in my word that you've been transformed in. It's sinful. And when our hearts are transformed, there are a lot of things that do grieve our spirits. And then we become desensitized, desensitized, I'm sorry, desensitized to the habits that we formed. Now, some would argue then you're not really transformed in Christ if you continue to fall into sin like that. Because once you're transformed, you'll never sin again. Well, if scripture is there confirming that we will fall short, and that there is an advocate and a way out. That would negate that once we come transformed in Christ, that even though we are new creatures, 
we won't struggle in this fallen and broken world. If you are desensitized, if you are not sensitive to sin, for those of you watching, don't go easy on me if you won't try me, but go easy. If you're not sensitive to the sin anymore, and in certain areas, I can definitely um, relate to that. Um, and it's just become a part of your life and you're functioning in it. It will be very easy for you to go to the other side of it abusing and harming your spirit to the point of not no return, but it's going to definitely be hard to return from. So what do you do in that situation where you know that there's an issue, but you enjoy sin? You enjoy doing certain things a certain way that you know is going to be harmful to you one day. And then you just keep pushing it off like, ah, it's whatever. I'm just doing it because you start to justify, you start to do a whole bunch of things. God would rather you be honest about where you are in your assessment and you be honest about the fact that this is where you are, then you try to front and lie and act like, oh, you know, I'm doing this thing. It's not a big deal. You know, I'm just doing me. And I can still function in a, in a holy and sanctified way like I ain't got these issues. Or speak on things that are related to the issue that I presently have. For instance, um, if I know that I have an issue with illicit drug use and I know that I have that issue, but I'm keeping it under wraps to where no one knows and I have a position in the church where I'm like leading the young adult or the women's group, right? If I'm talking about like my body's a temple of the Lord and I'm not trying to defile it and I say it in a way where it looks like I am not doing anything that's defiling me, no, no, no one doggone well, I'm defiling it by putting substances in my body that will harm me. I'm defiling my temple, but I'm speaking as if I'm not. Obviously that's a lie. It's hypocritical. It would be better if you do a self-assessment and say, you know, I am struggling in this area too. And the Bible says this. And because I love the Lord and I know that this is something that he does not like or approve of. I know that I need to be honest and say that this is an area of struggle and I need accountability. My favorite, my favorite word, right? That is being real. Now, a lot of ministries, when you admit something like that, they don't want you to be leading because they want you to seek asylum and help. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you know, I'm just, I need to sit down and really deal with these issues that is impeding me from everyday life. Remember guys, there's a difference between habitual sin and falling into sin. When something is habitual, you need to be honest and do a self-assessment and say, hey, this is where I'm at and this is what I may need. And if you don't know, you want to be honest with someone you can trust and say, you know what? I was reading the scriptures and it said this and I was a little convicted or I'm like, yo, like I didn't know, but I think I'd be doing this. 
And if you're with someone that you know is strong in the Lord, that is walking the journey alongside you, is a leader, and you can talk to them, excuse me, maybe you refer to a video you've seen on social media, a blog, an article, and you know that this is something that you enjoy doing or this is something that you just doing, this is where you need to seek God for prayer and assistance and him just truly helping you in those areas. And you just have to admit to yourself, do you even want to give it up? Do you want to remain in this limbo of, I love God, I know the word, but I'm just going to live my life this way. If I'm honest with you, there's certain areas of my life where I'm like, I've just accepted the fact that the struggle is real. And as long as I'm not doing this, this, and this, eh, if I plan to fall short into this, it's not that bad, right? And I was convicted earlier today and God was like, uh, you still need accountability and you need to learn to put this down. But the honesty comes in where it's like could putting it down cold turkey and I'm never going to um, do it again. Some people can do that for certain things and perhaps you have too. Other people need accountability, 12-step programs, literally cutting off any finger, any hand, meaning getting rid of certain TV shows, rid of certain speech rid of certain conversations, rid of certain things you listen to that will lead you down there. This walk costs something. And every time I get deeper and I try to make excuses, I realize how much I have to give up to say that I'm truly walking in the Lord. And it's not easy. So I just think that we need to be real. We need to be honest. And you know, Romans 12 verse 3 was very convicting. Like literally, I was like, I'm going to come on here and talk about things that I've learned. And it's like, nope, be honest with the people. There's areas where you're struggling and you're okay with the struggle. And that's a self-assessment that God can work with and say, okay, if you're okay with the struggle, then you need to pray and ask God to convict you in this area, you know, and, and to help you stay convicted so that you're not falling into these sins. But there's no way that you can have an antidote and you can have a plan if you're not honest. And if I'm really being frank, oftentimes as people, we want to stay in sin and have the benefits of a God who loves us without loving him back. And without doing what it takes to love the Lord the way that, you know, he desires as much as he's given up for us. Some of us are walking in Christianity and doing church and doing the niceties and, 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 and tweeting the text. Well, it's called X now, but Xing the text. I don't know writing stuff on social media that's what i'm going to say that leads people to believe that we are a way that we're truly not or not you know presenting in a way where things are okay when they're not 
And the flip too, sometimes people just act miserable and think, Yo, you got things to be grateful for. But y'all know what I'm talking about. We often present the best of ourselves without you being transparent. And you don't owe anybody transparency and your social security number and your life more than you owe God the the, the honesty. Because he already know. He just wants you to confess it to him because that's good practice so that we can build a relationship with him. But it's also because we're sharpening iron and iron is sharpening us. It, it, it helps to be a person who follows what Romans chapter 12, verse three says, and you're assessing yourself and you're being honest in your assessment. You don't give yourself away. If you're addicted to pornography and it's shameful and you don't feel like you need to express that to the world, you don't want to express it to the world. I will say God will convict you. And if you're, you know, I, I don't, I don't think it's wise to bash people who are out loud with their sin when you're undercover. But I do think that it is honest to say that we all fall short. There's areas of your life that aren't right. And there's areas of your life where you are up, then you're down. And you're continuing to fight the good fight of faith. But once again, before I go, it takes an honest and true assessment of who you are and just keeping it real. If there's anything that I learned is to continue keeping it real, even when it's not popular. And a lot of people tell me, hey, you know, like, you know, sometimes you're a little bit too much. Sometimes you didn't, I didn't need all it, you know, tone and how much you divulge or how little that all can change. But being honest with your heart, with who you are, with you, God, and the people that you're accountable to does nothing but encourage people in the Lord and calls for God saying, well done, good, my well done, my good and faithful servant, because you're being honest and you're still fighting the fight in your honesty. You're seeking the help. You're doing what you need to do and you're doing the work. And you're able to allow other people in your life, whether they are following you or not, that you're planting a seed so that they too will continue to do the work, the self-assessment, being real and being honest so that when they fall short of God's glory, they won't feel so much shame that they can't come and repent and make efforts to turn away so that we will sin less and continue to walk that walk and, and walk with the attainable goal of building a relationship with him that is a lifelong marathon and not a race. If you can relate to this video and everything that, and anything I said, not everything, maybe there's a few things you're like, I wanna add to that, you missed this, or I feel like you should have said that, on YouTube, you can drop that in the comments and let me know, boo. You can share this video, like it, subscribe, hit the notification bell for more. And you can also follow this podcast at Voice It with Fran Lavoie. Voice It! Exclamation mark with Fran Lavoie. And I try my best to post as consistently as possible. And I talk about whatever on my brain. 
you just happen to catch me as God gave me a year around the sun, another year around the sun. However long he'll have me, I just want to continue to be honest, want to continue to be real, I want to continue serving him one stumble and one step at a time. God bless you. Hope to see you guys again. Be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe, and share this podcast and or this video with a friend. Take care. Have a beautiful night. Bye.